Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Lug Nation. Welcome to episode number 104 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast, sponsored by The Corp Racing. Tim, we appreciate everything that you do for us. Uh, also, thanks to Chris for that intro, as always. Mark, when I think of, there's really no 104s I think of, but when I think of fours and old fours, you know, Kevin Harvick, he's racing his last uh, race here at Phoenix, um, full-time anyway. So number four, Kevin Harvick. Cody Vanderloop in that uh, station wagon out at Wisconsin International Raceway. Luke Fenthouse, uh, he's well-traveled now, very good super late model driver. Tom Sprowski in the 04, and I think he raced four back in the day on the half mile, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mike Reichenberger's been racing that Pete Birkin 04 uh, out there, so Pete Birkin's another name, and Mike Reichenberger. Uh, Sterling Marlin in the four Kodak car. Uh, you know, Robbie Gordon was a part of that. Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, a few other drivers, I'm sure. Sean Bangert's number four. He races dirt. He's raced uh, figure eights by us for a little bit as well at Wisconsin International Raceway. Um, Stephen Shields, Scott Thomasick, a couple of short track racers. Greg Hauser, who owns the station wagon that uh, Cody's been racing the last few years. Landon Bratz in the 04, the Wisconsin Sport Truck. Uh, John Sears, Rex White, Rick Wilson, Mike Skinner, Casey Kane, and uh, your your kind of neighbor there, Mackenzie Harding, in that four sport truck back in the day as well. Holy smokes, dude! You really uh, were digging deep through the pages to get all the fours there. So, <laughs> hat off to hats off to you, dude. Um, hey, old four, you forgot Natalie Decker. So that was an old four that ran back in the day. Um, Eric Jones. Right in the super late when we seen his rear end get taken off at Pensacola, that'll always remember. In once when uh, he had contact there, Mike King on the on the quarter mile. Um, hey, you know the old Ford that that sports truck. You know, uh, there's all kinds of people. Or take that back. It's the um, the late models on the quarter mile. That old Ford, Pete Birkin. You know, he I think owns that car and has different drivers in. It. I think didn't Rich. Rich Bickle driving there. I know uh, Sawyer Efforts drove up at Wausau last year and uh, and had a good run up there. Um, how about for the old old times' sake, man? Hey, a number four that I remember, one of my first ones, would be Milo Van uh, uh, Milo Van Otenhoven. That would be, um, yeah, that would be Jeff's yeah. um, dad, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he was so friendly. Remember when he was down on the pits years ago? We've lost him a few years ago. Yeah, that was Jeff's dad. And friendliest guy. He used to drive this Russ Darrell Plymouth. Boy, I bet you, I, I bet it's, it's a roadrunner. I bet you, Jeff, I'd have to ask him. But it was a number four, and it was a beautiful car. I remember that back in the day. And hey, uh, one more number four that everybody can relate to. How about Brett Favre? You know, <laughs> we'll take a big dose of bread farm. Uh, it was always exciting. You never knew what you got with him. So there's my fours, man. But I'm impressed, man. You did a you did a heck of a job finding a lot of fours out there. 
Yeah, and really, again, kind of off the top of my head for the most part, you know, Rex White, John Sears, Rick Wilson, um, not really off the top of the head, but the rest of it was was pretty easy. I'm sure we're forgetting a, a few. And, again, if we forgot you and you're racing a 4 or an 04 or 104, it's just off the top of the head that we're primarily doing this. So not that we don't think about you, but at the time that we're, we're doing this, you know, it's tough to come up with all these numbers, man. Yeah, for sure. And think about the four horsemen, too. So there's another four. I'm kind of getting off on the racing kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, Ooh. four is quite popular. And, uh, you know, all right. <laughs> hey, I want to start this by saying uh, we're thinking of the Mitem family. Uh, Ken Mitem, who is John Mitem's uh, father, uh, passed away this past week. Um, unfortunate, very nice guy, very nice family. Uh, we miss seeing them around the racetrack. You know, John was out there for a while in that number three car, Budweiser car, and uh, great family. So we're gonna miss Ken. Yeah, good, good deal, man. Yeah, we're thinking of them. We saw that just last week. So, yep, um, yep. Thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the family there. Yep. Well, let's get into some news, and then we're gonna recap the Martinsville weekend, and then we'll have our guest Casey Johnson hop on with us to kind of end this thing. We'll talk some more short track racing after that as well um hey how about Derek Krause he's going to be doing double duty this weekend over at Phoenix he's going to be in the Spire 77 truck and then also in the 11 colleague racing car so good opportunities for Derek this weekend good deal man let's see what pans out I like to see him uh you know at least land a full-time ride next year instead of kind of bouncing around so but he's getting a, a good old experience there so good news there he made a post on social media that said it better not be the last time in a, I'm in a colleague car. So maybe there's something behind the scenes that he knows more than us, or maybe he's just having a little bit of fun with it, but that would be nice for him to have a full-time ride. I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. So, but uh, it's early, but Hey man, yeah, just produce real well and uh, people will take notice. Yep. Uh, Bailey Curry is going to be full-time in the Nice 41 truck. And then Danny Stockman is going to crew chief. Jesse loves number two Xfinity car at richard childress racing next year and I, i'm a really big fan of of danny stockman and jesse love but danny stockman i think that's going to be a good choice to crew chief that car well that jesse love man yeah he's landing in, a, in an awesome car that's performed really well this year so boy he moved up the ladder really fast didn't he yeah yeah uh, Jason Radcliffe made his 100th start as crew chief this past weekend, but is going to be retiring after this week. Uh, it was just announced he's going to stay on with Joe Gibbs Racing in a, in a capacity, so he's going to stay in the racing industry, but he's going to be done uh, crew chiefing. Think you might make it in the Hall of Fame, dude? <laughs> First ballot? You know what? I think I'm, I'm mistaken. I think it's 800th start he just made. Um, yeah, he's been around him. everything. Yeah, um, 800 start, excuse me. So okay. he's been a long for, for a long time. So, yeah, first ballot Hall of Fame, that's what I'm thinking maybe possibly. I mean, he had he was with Matt Kenseth for quite a while. He's been around Gibbs doing Xfinity and Cup and back and forth and all that. So um, he's had a, a pretty good career there, and we'll see what uh, the ne this next thing brings for him. For sure, man. Been in it a long time. Yeah. So. Uh, Eric Omarola is going to retire at the end of the year. Finally announced that. So I remember last year it was announced it would be his his full last full time year. Um, he came back, signed a two year deal, but he is going to retire after this one. Um, I think he's going to race in some capacity, just not full time. So we'll see him around the circles. Wouldn't be surprised to see him do 
Xfinity truck deal uh, part-time and maybe get back into short track racing. You know, we saw him up in a super late model up here in Kukana and doing some other, he was doing some other racing. So um, hope to see him around the circles. And then, you know, is Gregson now the favorite to be in that 10 car? There's a lot of rumors flying that Gregson's going to be in that seat. Yeah, the rumors are flying on that too. So, you know, hey, with Elmerola, um, I don't know if he'd make if that car performed better, you know, that the uh, RCR cars, or I mean, uh, the uh, Haas cars have really struggled, and now they're losing Harvick. I mean, Barry's a good replacement, but, man, them other three teams just, I mean, it was good to see Briscoe have a good run here at Martinsville, but, man, it's been pretty dry, and I think if he had a better season, um, that was probably more consistent. He might stick with it, but you know, he talked about it two years ago. So, you know, it's a grind. So yeah. Hey, we'd like to see him get back into a super late. Come on up and visit us. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Stuart Haas racing has not won our cup race this year. Um, I, I didn't think we would be saying that. Hey, Harvick used to always win at Phoenix. So don't count him out this, this weekend, dude. And you know, Chase Briscoe won there in the past too. So. Uh, could so, have a yeah, they, of shots at it. They know how to get around there, yeah. So don't count them out. I know we're going to talk about Nashville after uh, we talk to Casey, but Ty Fredrickson's going to race in Nashville. Uh, he's going to drive for Richie Waters, number five. So that was pretty cool news that came out. And we'll get into Nashville again after, but that's pretty cool. Typical orange five Ricky Waters uh, paint job on there. We've we've seen that car perform. That, that thing don't think do real well so ty getting experience on these even faster racetracks you know and never been there before so we'll see how we'll see how it goes for him yeah and then ford released their new cup body today um toyota is also going to have a new body but it hasn't been released yet so uh pretty sharp looking body on those fords for next year i looked at them there was four pictures of them for the last um i guess i I guess I liked last year, but I'm not used to the new one. looks kind of sharp and sleek. After you look at it for a while, you get used to it and you like it. So, yeah, a little different, but still looks like a typical Mustang. You know, the thing that caught my attention was above the wheel well on the hood side of things, they kind of have these uh, humps, I guess you want to call them, or some kind of thing. So I wonder how that plays into things. I, that kind of caught my attention. You know, one thing I'd be interested in is seeing how round the bumper is, you know, for drafting. And, you know, I always thought with the Mustang in the back bumper, they've got the license plate um, that's sunken in. And it just seems like like a, a pointy Camaro could actually stick his nose in there to, that would work and really actually turn. Uh, so it'll be interesting what the bumpers look like. You know, I looked at the Ford last week, and they used to have like a, a grill now, now, this isn't where the air box is underneath the regular grill where the emblem of the Mustang is. And they used to have the pattern of the grill that used to be there. And they took that away and they put a flat plate over that. And I looked at that this week and went, that looks different. I haven't seen that before. And uh, all the Fords are that way. So that changed somewhere overnight. And then I noticed that this last week. Sure. And then also announced today, uh, Jeb Burton and Parker Retzloff are both going to return to Jordan Anderson Racing. So Parker Retzloff is from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. So uh, he's he's done well in that ride. Um, a lot of people are actually talking about him. So cool that they'll both return. So yeah, that's good for them, man. Keep building, keep building what they've been working on. Good deal. Absolutely. 
Uh, anything else news related that you want to talk about that's not Nashville related? Um, no, man, that's just about it from the news part of it. Um, so yeah, let's go on to the uh, see what happened in NASCAR last week. Yeah, let's get in into uh, Martinsville here. Uh, Graf had a tire down early and went around, and then Kyle Sieg had a right front issue and hits the wall. The field slows down, but Mayer couldn't check up in time. He got front end damage by hitting the uh, car in front of him. Also had some split strategy already there. Yeah, he clobbered Balicki right there. All of a sudden, he just comes driving in, and uh, I went. I went into the kitchen. I come back and I said, what happened to him? And then they they talked, they showed it back like, oh, you know, he was trying to catch the field, but didn't notice that uh, they weren't moving that fast. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Elgeyer would win the stage over Custer, Nemechek, Hill, Sammy Smith, Alfredo, Herp, Snyder, Chandler Smith, and Balicki. 13th stage there for uh, for Elgeyer, so wow, that racks up a lot of points throughout the season, man. For sure. Uh, in stage two, Custer and Riggs make some contact. Riggs goes around. But you got to remember here now, there was a, a strategy that went on after that caution, and some guys pit and some didn't, and Allgaier came back out 24th. All these other guys all stayed out. I think, what was there? Wasn't there like eight laps to go um, in that stage? So, so many were good. And uh, while wow, we were watching, trying to see Allgaier try to fight his way back up to man track position, is huge at Martinsville. Yeah, with that split strategy that happened under that caution I mentioned, he uh, he came out near the <laughs> near the front of the second half, but that first half was uh, well, there was a lot of split there. Boy, and I tell you, you're just you're just um, begging to get into somebody else's mess there. Um, boy, it sure is hard to pass at Martinsville lately, ain't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, then Ryan Sieg gets loose and goes around. Maybe had a wheel hop there. Been seeing a bunch of that lately at Martinsville. He was, he was trying to stay off a of Herbst on that one and, you know, did everything he could. Yeah, and it looked like a wheel hop or something like that where he lost control. And then Kligerman gets spun but was pointed in the right direction. Uh, no caution. Kind of did a, a 360 there. Didn't see what happened until after the stage, but um, it, it was in front of Sammy and you could see a bunch of smoke and then Kligerman checked up for it and and kind of went around there, but surprising that NASCAR didn't call a caution there. You know, we saw the smoke, like, what the hell's that come from? <laughs> you know, and then they showed it later, and hey, what a beautiful 360, man, and just keep right on trucking along. Yep. Sammy Smith would win the stage over Barry, Snyder, Creed, Grala, Retzloff, Chandler Smith, Custer, Jones, and Herbst. Yeah, so once when the pit came after that, Mayer decided to just take no tires and gain 13 positions there. So also, like, how is that going to work going up to the front of these hungry hounds, huh? Yeah. Uh, also, under this stage break, Nemechek clinched a spot in the championship four. Well, that was his plan. They talked in the pre-race that he was going to pull that off. That just took that off. So then, guess what? The stress is off. Now you can go out and try to go uh, finish it off. Yeah. Uh, Riggs goes around again. This time, Mayer got into the back of him. Those two were together a couple times during this race, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, especially after they both kind of had issues. They were in the back racing hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have problems, you end up back together again. Yeah. Uh, then Ogata spins Graft, and he made contact. Chandler Smith started having issues. Uh, pit road speeding penalty, and the car was running hot. 
she got hot on him and it just all totally fell apart and that just uh ended his championship run there right there yeah and his his run with colleague as well uh well he's got one race left but um end of the playoff run for him he's gonna do well where here when he when he goes man so there's talent there he's gonna move right up the ladder i could see him going all the way to cup eventually i agree yep uh, Kligerman then had an issue. Caution comes out. Barry and Hacker would make some significant contact on pit road. Yeah. Yeah. Kligerman with a right flat, you know, a right front. And then, uh, they were talking with Custer and he had low amps. And so they were messing around with electrical issue right at that time. Also. Snyder and Balicki then make contacts. Uh, then Snyder and Custer make some contacts. Mozak spins with a flat tire all while this is going on. Clements and Burton also get a piece of that. Well, there was some three-wide racing there, you know. Three-wide only works for so long there before somebody's going to actually get their feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ellis and Yaley spin on the front stretch. Gralla goes around shortly after. Alfredo then had an issue with 13 to go. Yep, so everything was going on. So we knew, um, we knew that there was going to be some action with a few laps left in this race. Absolutely. Then a parking lot uh, happens after the restart. Mayor, Riggs, Earnhardt, Jones, Clements, Gralla, Kligerman, Blicky, and others involved. They go red for all of the cleanup. A ton of fluid was on the track. This would go into overtime. That took a long time to clean that mess up, dude. <laughs> the track was actually blocked off. So, yeah, there was six to go right there, you know, and so they put a ton of kitty litter down, and we we're going to see how this one was going to end up. Yeah. And then Creed and Hill start going at it, making contacts multiple times. Elgire would get by in the last corner after some some of the contact and wins to advance to the championship four. Hill, Nemechek, and Custer and, and others wreck while coming to the line. Looked like Hill came down before he needed to in turn three and got into the door of Creed. Then Creed slid up and, and Hill hit him, blew the radio, and wrecked while Nemechek was right on the back of him. Yeah, you know, it looked like Creed. Man, that was some tough racing, man. We kind of all knew what all had to happen. If they, both of them would have finished with Creed winning, they all would have both got in. And uh, it just looked like uh, Creed overdrove just a little bit of three, and he blocked the 21 and messed up his front end. And they said that's uh, – Hill said the radiator went out right after that, that contact. And Allgaier just cut low and – it was a drag race back, and, dude, that was your pick. You knocked me out, too, for the season. So uh, get ready to have some steak there, good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be eating good, so that'll that'll be nice. But, uh, no, uh, actually, I just watched a clip from uh, Andy Petrie, and we'll talk more about what happened after the race. But Andy Petrie said that when Hill got into Creed, it actually bent the bumper bar. And when Creed went to turn, it would not turn at all. So. Um, that's why Creed went up the hill in turn three. Oh, so, man, that was tough racing. <laughs> you know, going into turn three, Childers had two cars in the playoffs, and by the time they got to the finish line, um, they had none. And, man, there was some really hard wrecked race car. You see Custer, when he fired that thing up and finished backwards, it didn't matter, but he still wanted to finish, and the engine was on fire. <laughs> some of them cars were really, really tore up. It was crazy, yeah. Um, so so while all this is happening, and I had some thoughts on this before 
Um, I heard Andy Petrie's comments. So Hill went by the two pit stall and claps. Um, and then Jeff Stankwich, who is the crew chief for um, the two car there, Sheldon Creed, said, hey, I, I don't drive the car. Uh, but then Andy Petrie, the, who is the vice president of competition, I just spoke about him on Race Hub the other day. He, he stopped by Creed and yelled at him. And, and then on, on top of it, Richard Schiller says that he's had drivers drive for me before, but nobody is stupid as Sheldon Creed. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of Richard Childers. Obviously, you know I'm a big Dale Earnhardt fan. Uh, but both of those actions and statements were ridiculous and unprofessional. Um, you know, if I were a driver looking for a ride, that may come into your, your head while considering going to race for Richard Childers or not. Um, even without knowing the damage to Creed's vehicle, I wouldn't say that Creed did anything wrong. He's going for the win, a shot at the championship four. Why would you not want your driver to do that regardless of circumstances? Sure, you'd like one or two cars in, but it's a learning experience. I also think that if Hill just rides the outside and keeps his cool, they probably, uh, or at least could, both get in. If he just doesn't come down on Creed's Creed's door there, and now we found out that it did some damage to Creed's car, so that's very good possibility. Um, and then, you know, Hill in his press race said he's glad he's moving on to his next venture at Gibbs. Speaking of, he blew that news up and, and hopefully that he and Jesse Love can work better. You know, the other thing I wonder about is how is Jesse Love feeling after about hearing and seeing this? Uh, you know, I think he had some fun with it on X saying that it's uh it's shout out season because he got, uh, Hill said he's looking forward to working with Jesse Love, but. You kind of wonder, you know, if after signing that deal and seeing that whole thing shake down, how he's feeling as well. So, how do you, how many laps do you think Creed's going to run at Phoenix? Do you think he might get one or two laps and something will happen to the car and he'll end up being dropped out? I, you know, if I was Creed, what kind of race car are you going to race? I, you know, he's not going to be there next year. Um, some people say that Creed just wouldn't race or they wouldn't give him a car. I don't know how that's all going to work, man. But uh, the one word that you used way back when, when you were explaining this, was the best one I've heard about this whole thing, and that was being unprofessional. And you hit that bullseye right on the mark there, Lauren. Yeah, I just um, I didn't get it. And now, you know, I will say this. Andy Petrie has come back and apologized for it. So, And then he said he didn't have all the information. He was frustrated at the time. I totally get it. You're in the sport. You want both, if not one of them. Uh, but you can't walk up to a driver on pit road and, and, and yell at him for a second and, and all of that. And Richard, uh, I mean, yeah, chocolate Myers was on Sirius XM and I love chocolate, but he was saying, you know, Richard's, you know, can say whatever he wants. Well, sure he can, but is there a consequence to what you, what you say in the future? You know, you just, I just don't like you saying about one of your current drivers saying a statement like that. I just, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I definitely had a problem with that. And so um, that's about all I had to say about that. I, I could have really stirred the pot on this whole one. But your unprofessional remark was probably the best way to um, to explain it. You know, Martinsville brings out the best and the worst of many people, man. And, you know, after people got to sleep on it for a couple of days, man, um, you know, I guess that people simmer down and think twice. Yeah, it uh, it's hard. Yeah, I think in the heat of the moment, you know, you see these things happen, and it is what it is. I like that Andy Petrie came out and apologized and did all that. Uh, I haven't seen anything from Richard. Maybe he did. Um, 
he can say what he what he wants if that's what he really thinks. You know, we, on one side I don't like it, but on one side I don't really want to have them not say what they truly feel too. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. Got us talking though, didn't it? So <laughs> it, it wasn't very vanilla. <laughs> so so good stuff, man. I, you know, if that was the Cup Series, that would have been the talk of the sports world. You know, I thought that was maybe more of a bigger story than what was going on with Cup. But, you know, when you go on Race Hub, you know, they're more of the Cup show. They finally won Wednesday, Thursday rolls around, then they finally decided to talk about this. But I thought for the excitement and the finish of that race was a lot better <laughs> than the Cup race. So it is what yep. it is. Yep. For sure, yeah, it was exciting. Don't like to see the torn up vehicles, but no, that but that's that's racing, man. And after it's done, you can't take it back because a lot of that stuff is all decisions are made in less than a second. And where the marbles lay, that's where it goes, man. <laughs> can't do nothing yep. about it. Also, I want to talk about this. It looked like the twenty jumped out a line before the start finish line there on that yes. race. Start. Yes, yes. Uh, there was no call. Uh, also, more teammate kind of drama here sammy smith says that nemechek doesn't have a teammate in him next saturday so some drama with joe gibbs racing as well i've never seen sammy you know say comments like that so he looked like he was kind of irritated when they put him on camera <laughs> yeah uh so elgeyer wins the race over creed sammy smith herps barry hemrick retzloff alfredo burton Kligerman, mayor with his win elgeyer with his win nemechek and custer advance Hill, Sammy Smith, Creed, and Chandler Smith were eliminated. Yeah, so that's the final four. Any one of them four can win this race on Phoenix on uh, Saturday. Yep, Saturday afternoon, late. Yep. Well, then the Cup Series uh, was the next day at Martinsville there. Uh, close call for Hamlin, who was the leader. Stenhouse moved Burton up the track, and Burton got back down in front of Bowman. Bowman then got into Burton, and they go around. Bowman was getting help from Dylan as well. LaJoy got a piece of it, but Hamlin skated through the outside there. Yeah, he got onto the outside. Boy, that was just one big mix-up over there on turn two. Hey, how about the temperatures there? You know, it's uh, normally cooler there, and so it was record high temperatures that was going on there. Uh, definitely affected that point. And that, once when that track takes rubber, man, that changes the whole characteristics of that track also. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, uh, Burton and Bowman go at it again, this time for the lucky dog. Patience was thin already, it appeared early. Yeah, <laughs> you know how that goes, man. Tensions are high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hamlin would win the stage over Blaney, Truex, Briscoe, Brad, uh, Kozlowski, Bell, Gibbs, Priest, Logano, and Harvick. You know, you look at a lot of those cars right there with the with the track position. It, a lot of them, if they kept their track position right then, they were probably going to have a good finish. Yep. Uh, a lot of paint swapping between Jones and Reddick in stage two. Yikes. A uh, couple of yikes moments there. Yeah, that's uh, also Newman. Newman, you know, <laughs> they said, look out when uh, the 20 car got into him. Bell got into Newman. They said, you, you shouldn't be messing with that tiger. I think the... <laughs> Uh, didn't uh, Mick Reynolds call it a box of knives? It's like you're messing with a box of knives when, when you're messing around with little Newman. I guess he's a, he's the toughest guy to get around. He doesn't let nobody go by. Maybe was it Latard on the call? Unless it was Mick Reynolds on Race Hub. That was on Race Hub. Yeah, that's what uh, Mick Reynolds said then. And then after uh, that caution for Newman going around that you just mentioned, Truex was speeding on pit road. 
And there you go. And guess what? Guess what that did to his rest of his day. Yep. It never was good after that. Couldn't couldn't get couldn't get back to the front. Yep. Blaney would win stage two over Hamlin, Briscoe, Logano, Kozlowski, Gibbs, Priest, Gillen, Harvick, and Bell. Yeah, so once again, we're looking at Newman, and he sure was uh, fast, you know, and so was, so was the 11 at the time, too. Boy, but I'll tell you what, there was some really rough driving between Hamlin and Blaney, huh? I mean, they were really they were really on each other, inside, outside, banging off of each other. But, yeah, those two looked like those were the ones to beat for, for their win. Yeah, big time. Uh, Logano then gets into Gibbs tremendously hard. Gibbs would go around. Suarez, Kozlowski, McDowell, Gill, and Chastain all get a piece. Uh, Hamlin would call Logano a piece of blank human being. Get out. <laughs> you know what? Um, he definitely, Logano just drove him. And it's, isn't that some of these in-car cameras? It just, you could actually see how it goes. And, you know, Hosebar, he, he did, was even worse when he jerked the wheel later on and took Ty Gibbs out too. So there were some people that were fed up with Ty Gibbs and what he was doing out there. Yeah, I didn't see anything egregious out of Ty, so I don't know what that was about. But No, I uh, didn't see it either. Yeah, Hosfar and Gibbs did make contact prior to Hosfar getting into him. Um, under that caution, Brad has a fire too when Gibbs went around. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, yeah, you get in. Let's you know that's the rubber buildup or whatever, and I guess that's what killed the pace car, um, you know, and uh, a lot of jokes and everything about the pace yeah, car. Um, no, not me, man. No, no, <laughs> you know. So, I, I I'm not going to step on a a pink a pink Camaro. But what I was amazed about that whole deal was is by the time they got it back to the pits, there was a backup identical to it, ready to fire up. I was amazed by that. <laughs> Otherwise, I thought maybe they'll throw some fancy dancy pickup truck out there to do the pace car, but they actually had a backup pace car there. Identical. Impressive. <laughs> well, I was that was good. Impressive, yeah. Uh, and then Jones and McDowell make contact, and McDowell spins. Uh, this is where the caution for the pace car had to be towed. Uh, and then, uh, in addition to that, Dylan, Bowman, Newman, and Ty Dylan speeding on pit road. Now, he'll kill your day right there. We've seen that all year. Yep. Uh, Blaney would go on and win the race over Almirola, Hamlin, Logano, Briscoe, Larson, Bell, Busher, Sindrick, and Gillen. And I'll say nice finish for Almirola there. We just talked about it being his last year. Uh, there was some strategy play that had some of these guys getting good finishes there that we didn't really talk about, but good by that number 10 team. Who never, who never thought that they'd run 169 laps of caution free to the end? You know, and once when it was getting down, but I'll tell you what, Blaney was passing cars on the outside, and with 22 to go, he finally got Alberola on a power move. And, you know, if you could do a power move on the outside pass like that, you're just like, oh, my God. And uh, Blaney was the fastest car, and he deserved that win, buddy. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I kind of had good picks this weekend. But uh, Hamlin, Truex, Busher, Reddick. Eliminated Larson with his win, Bell with a win, Blaney with a win, and Byron advanced. You know, everyone was talking about it. I think I talked about it on the last podcast. I don't know if I did, but everyone was saying how Byron plus 30 was in. But I was looking at it as let's say this let's say Byron finishes ninth in both stages and Blaney wins both stages. He just caught up 16 points. Now, 
Blaney is only above Blaney by four points. What if someone else wins and Blaney Blaney finishes second and Byron finishes seventh? It didn't have to be a terrible day for Byron to get knocked out like everyone thought, and it was close. It was close. You know, he was 30 points up and ended up eight points up. There was some times when you looked and he was in a negative. Um, his cool helmet mal uh, malfunctioned, so he was getting hot air, and he was – crying out how many more laps to go and what do I got to do? And when they took, he took his helmet off, he took one step and he just sat down and man, he was, he was red and he looked like he was cooked. Um, lucky he got through, you know, he qualified bad, like 15, something like that. The best he was all day was in 12th position. He never even got in the top 10 all day, got no points, struggled with that setup it was amazing to see just how the 24 you know has looked stout all year but boy not this race yeah yeah i know he's been asked about is that going to carry over to the next race and all that too which i'm not a total firm believer on you know but um we'll see what happens will be a very interesting championship for for all three series here coming up but before we talk more about that and some other short track racing why don't we bring on Casey Johnson and, and talk to him after his big following win? We're going to the hotline. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Casey. Thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Hey, Casey. Hey, uh, good to hear from you, man. Where are you? Are you uh, up in Wisconsin? Did you come down to Nashville? Uh, where are you at, man? What you doing? Uh, no, no Nashville for me, unfortunately. Not this year. Uh, had a lot of people asking about that after the Dell race. We'd love to go down there and try to run like we did last year a little bit and see if we couldn't improve our position. But no, it's still, uh, still working this week for me. <laughs> hey, I want to uh, start off with this. We haven't seen you race uh, too much this year. There's been a lot of speculation about uh, what's going on. How are you feeling? How are you doing? And, and what's going on? What can you say about that? Yeah, I mean, so it's been, uh, I mean, it was probably around September last year I started having some some weird dizziness, some nauseous stuff, and a lot of neck pain. So uh, we started seeing doctors and things like that. Rector Rockford uh, made matters worse. And, uh, you know, over time, things just kept getting worse and worse. And I wasn't getting treatment or nothing like that. Finally, we got down to the Rattler in Alabama there. I got so nauseous and stuff after I got out of the car. I just I couldn't do it, which was kind of odd for me because it takes a lot to get me out of my race car. So uh, it's a long road of... Uh, seeing doctors and physical therapists and things like that to uh, help get my neck straightened back out. And it's just uh, at first they thought it was some sort of a, a different disorder with my dizziness, but I think it's more nerve nerve symptoms. So they sort of seem to be dissipating a little bit to where I can handle driving a race car right now. And before you hopped back in a, a race car this year, man, you've been working hard on a couple of different cars. You also have Barrett Polemus, who Mark and I have talked about this many of time. It's a kid that's really starting to come around, and you can see the talent. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, Barrett, I mean, when he came to me, you know, early last year, he was he was pretty raw, you know, and he's came a long way. And that's kind of what uh, racing in Wisconsin produces. I mean, if you want to learn how to drive somewhere, you usually come up here and you know, there's a lot of, like, you go to every race and, you know, there's 10 guys that have won championships, you know, there's, I mean, just everybody, everybody has their, their stats list, you know, there's really no slouches, and as Barrett's raced against these guys, you know, he's grown a ton himself, and uh, he's really improved, and he's had some great runs. 
Hey, man, how did it feel to win at the Dells, man? I've seen you there at Winter Circle, man. You sure looked happy. And and uh, what was your feelings, man, that you haven't been in the race car and you pull out a victory up there at the Dells? Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. You know, as I've raced through the years here, I've, I've never uh, I've never been a good one at soaking it in. You know, it's always, let's go get the next one. Let's go get the next one. Well, this last year, not being able to drive, you know, kind of made you look at it a little different. And, uh I took an extra victory lap just to look around for a little bit. You know, it was it was really cool because you know I watched so many big races this year that obviously I wanted to race in and uh, to to pull off one there at the end. Like I say, it uh, it was a long summer, but at least I was able to finish it off with a, uh, a win in the car. You know. Hey, you got in the car just a few times uh, before that, once at Jefferson, and I'm forgetting the other places there, but talk about hopping back in that car for the first time, and then after that, uh, a few more times before the Dells win. Yeah, so like early off in the summer, you know, I still wasn't feeling right, but <laughs> the race car driver in me, I mean, I, I had to turn some laps. I just, I couldn't stand it anymore. I'm like, I can gut this out, you know, I can do it. And, uh, you know, me and my dad, we kind of went and, uh, cognito a little bit and we're like let's just go run jefferson it's 10 minutes from the house we'll unload we'll roll and you know maybe people will leave me alone so i started to laugh so that wasn't really the case i felt like crap you know it, it, it just wasn't right yet and i pushed the issue there a little bit and then uh we actually did run a couple months later at the dells again and we won a weekly super late model race up there in my other car so i mean things were steadily getting better but even after that race the week after i told the guys you know i still don't feel right you know and, uh, you know, slowly but surely, we're just kind of crawling back towards what I would hope to become normal again, you know. And uh, I'm thinking it's kind of in that direction. What's that like uh, helping, you know, young drivers like Barrett Polemus? You've been helping out uh, a few other teams, it sounds like, as well. Uh, but knowing that you want to be in that vehicle, what can you kind of put that into words, what that feels like? Uh, it's just, you know, I guess the, the kind of – it's good for the, the kids that I'm helping and stuff because it, if I can't do it, I still bring the intensity that I want to win. So when they're out there driving, I can't help but give them everything I would be thinking in the race car. It comes out of my mouth and I tell them whether it sounds really nice or not, they still hear it. Um, I mean, it, it just, I always have the, I want to see it, my car win or myself win or my team win. Either way you're there, you just want to win the race. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a different feeling when you have you don't have the control of the car to make it win, but you know you still you still want to produce a win. Mark just mentioned a, a big win down at the Halloween, and uh, one thing that caught my attention was how happy your girls were for you. Uh, obviously, you had a, a smile on your face like you always do, but it just seemed like it was different. And, and your girls uh, were super excited for you; they always are. But it just seemed different this time. Yeah, and also uh, my oldest one, Kenzie, she she's always been right by my side in racing. You know, even when we're running 50 times a year, stuff like that, she's always with me. And so this this summer was, I mean, she was with me every time I went with Barrett and stuff like that. But like, she asked me weekly, like, Dad, you gonna race? Dad, you gonna race? You know, because uh, you know she she actually seems to enjoy it just as much as I do. So you know. Once we were able to pull off the win, and I told her earlier in the day I was going to win too, just for her. So I, I got lucky on that one. <laughs> so yeah. So she's going to give a go. Go. What's, what's yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna yeah, say, go so ahead. Keep going. Everybody was pretty happy about the whole deal. 
Oh, hey, good story. Yeah, it was so good to see how your family jumps over by the winter circle and, and sees all of that. Hey, is she going to, any of your kids going to race? I mean, what are they racing? Are they in go-karts yet? Or are you going to get them in a bandolero? Anything in the future for that? We do have a bandolero. Kenzie's got a bandolero. We tested it a couple times. Um, we uh, we raced once. You know, she's uh, she's getting the ropes of it, but with, like, all the traveling and stuff we did with Barrett, and she's actually a really good softball player, too, so we've been focusing on softball a little bit. But I asked her um, just here towards the end of the year, I'm like, what do you think? Do you want to you wanna pursue the race with the bandolero? Do you want to go softball? She's like, I, I think I can handle both. Let's, let's, let's get the bandolero race. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hey, what's the rest of this season look like? Are you going to be traveling with your car with Barrett to, to any specials yet this year? Or are you going to be hopping in a car, you think? What, what's your future for the rest of 2023? Uh, the, the nearest future thing I got going on, I'm going to crew chief for Randy Sargent down at the Snowflake. Um, he's going to run a Pro Late model down at Pensacola during the Snowball Derby weekend. Um, and then uh, Jeremy Miller, he plans on running Speed Weeks after that. And uh, I'll help crew chief with him, and then I might possibly bring a car down there. We'll see. We'll see what the uh, next couple months brings, and go from there. Hey, man, here's a, something else. Though you've had a lot of success at Rockford, and they just closed their doors. Uh, what's your feelings towards uh, losing that uh, bull ring? Uh, it's, it is actually kind of like a, a gut wrenching feeling for me because a lot of my early triumphs in racing actually came at that track. I mean, my biggest super late mile win right out of the gate was short track championships, the 200 down there. Um, a, a lot of great memories, you know, I, I just a ton. Like, you're, you're either leaving, or in my case, I was either leaving with a trophy or I was leaving with a wrecked race car, but that, that track just brought so much out of you as a race car driver. I always told my wife, like, you know, you got to wear a different helmet when you go down there. I mean, because you got to, you, you're constantly, you're white knuckling. I mean, you're you're battling down there and uh, I know they're going to bulldoze it. I mean, it just, does, it just doesn't sit well with me, I guess. Yeah. We hear you there, man. Uh, tough to, tough to lose a track like that. I got down there and, you know, everyone talks about it being Wreckford, but actually the night I went down there was actually some pretty clean racing. So it is possible down there and it's been a staple down there for years. It's hard to lose that one. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has kind of gotten that way. I mean, it's a little rougher, but I mean, back when I, when I first got out there, it's when uh, Rich Bickle is running heavy in the super lates again. And, you know, he kind of, he told me at the beginning of that 250 lap where he's like, you just ride around with me in the back. He said, the last 50, we're going to go right to the front. And one of us is going to win the race. And he wasn't wrong. You know, he, he showed me how to run that track. And, I mean, I couldn't have learned from a better guy. But sure as heck, he won. I finished second. So he must have had that played out and said, too. <laughs> hey, speaking of, of Rich, you got to race against him uh, at the Dells recently. Uh, I know you guys are both kind of from that Edgerton area. Talk about racing against that 45 one more time. Oh, I love racing with the guy. I mean, uh, and I told him we were actually we were down at Rockford. I talked to him a little bit, and uh, I told him, like, man, you, you haven't lost the thing. I said, you could compete at a high level still, no problem. You know, I just – and I know he loves it because I, I asked him, like, retirement sport, man. I, there's no way you can tell me anything different. I said, I've been sitting here watching these races going stir crazy all summer. I said, you got to be going nuts. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I tried staying away. Now that I'm watching, now he wants to get back in a little bit more. And I see he's now he's signed up to go run uh, the Bigley race down in Florida. So 
I don't know if he's got the itch again to run some more or what. <laughs> well, hey, I know we talked about it a little bit. Um, 2024 plans, though. Is Barrett going to be back in a car for you, or are you going to be racing a little bit more? Are there still some things to be decided? What's 2024 look like? Yeah, there's a lot of things to be decided, really. Um, I think Barrett will be up here running a few races. I know he's going to run a lot of CRA races next year. Uh, myself, I mean, I'd really like to get back to – to what I was doing, you know, I, I like racing 30, 40 times a year. I mean, that's what I enjoy doing. If that's going to happen or not, I don't know yet. Like I said, we'll see what the next couple months brings and see if I seem to have my head screwed on straight like it used to be and see if I can handle doing all that racing. But I would, I would hope so. And, uh, like I said, I know my team and my guys and cars are all sitting there ready to rip. So we'd like to get back at it. Well, man, we would we would love to see that. Obviously, health number one, family uh, number one as well. So it was so good to see you down at the Dells and, and win that. You know, it's kind of a, emotional for us fans that enjoy seeing racing too, seeing you get back in there and, and have the success right away. It's great to hear from you. It's great to hear that you're progressing. Cool to see your family in victory lane, man. That puts a smile on my face. And we appreciate the time and can't wait to see what's uh, next for you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, it's uh, been a while. It's good to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah thanks. Uh, thanks, buddy. We'll see you uh, We'll see you next spring. Have a good offseason. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yep. Well, Mark, that was so good to hear from Casey. You know, it's a guy we've been thinking a lot about through the summer, not seeing him in a, in a race car. Uh, like I said at the end, it was it was really cool to see him get back in the car. I'm happy to hear he's progressing. Family and health is number one. Um, hope to see him a lot more, but uh, just hopes he continues to to get better. And I, like I said, seeing his girls, I mean, they were super pumped for him and that the Halloween win. And that was, you know, having boys and and kids myself that really resonated with me. Yeah, that's for sure, man. It was really great to see that. So, um, you know, this through this whole summer, we've been we've been hearing like, hey, do you know something about Casey and everything? Uh, it showed me this year just how popular he is with the fans and being concerned and wondering what's going on with him. So, yeah, hey, man, you said progressing. Yes, sir. It, it sounds great. And like you said, he wants to get back in 2024 doing what he does uh, 35 times a year while we like seeing him 35 times a year. So, <laughs> so yeah, keep on rolling. We'll see him in April, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. Uh Glad, uh, you know, that we could catch up with him. I'm sure a lot of people will be glad to, to hear what he has to say and hear what's going on in his world and all that. So, but he's, I tell you, we talked about Bear Polimus a little bit in there. He's a guy that you and I have really started paying attention to. And you can see he's also progressing driving wise and getting there. And I think that says a lot about Casey, his team and, and all that deal too. You know, you've seen a big improvement, you know. He brings the car back home every weekend, and it looks just like he went out there. I mean, he keeps it clean, and he's been popping some top top fives. You know, he got a couple of them this last summer. It's like, whoa, check that out. And I'm sure a lot of Casey does rub off on that to, to make that thing perform better. So good deal. Absolutely, yeah. Well, before we get into the Phoenix weekend, why don't we talk about some short track racing, uh, Mark? So you're down in Nashville there getting ready for the All-American 400, a bucket list item. The entry list looks awesome. What's going down in Nashville for you this weekend? Man, just got down here and uh, just had a nice lunch over at Whataburger and um, 
busy, busy Nashville down here, man. Man, there's cars and everything. You remember when we drove back from uh, the Snowball Derby? Same kind of thing. You know, this is a big metropolis. I can't believe all the cranes downtown that are building these skyscrapers. This, I have a feeling within the next five years, this city is going to look bigger than Atlanta. It's, it's unbelievable how things are sprawling here. As for the weekend, we got beautiful weather, man. It's going to be in the low 70s, you know, a little cool at night. Plan on wearing shorts on Sunday. They're even talking like 78 here for Monday. So the weather's not a factor. That's a good deal. Yeah, super um, um, super car count, man. We, were, we got eight um, different divisions that's going to run on a quarter mile. And I seen a video one time, like, how do they run a quarter mile there? And they kind of shoot down the front stretch and they and they make it work. It's not not as uh, abrupt as what lacrosse is. It's more of sweeping turns. So there's some speed involved with it. And so and then Saturday night, hey uh, Nick Egan's running down here. He's at least set up. So we got somebody from Wisconsin to uh, to cheer on for the uh, the Jags 100, and then uh, and then the 400, which really is a 300 on Sunday. They add the 100 on Saturday night, and that's a 300-lapper on Sunday. That's where they come up with the 400. It used to be, but they've shortened it in the last couple of years. Oh, interesting. Something I didn't really pay attention to. Yeah, so that's a 300-lap race on uh, Sunday. Knocking heads with Phoenix. Like, what are you doing here? But, uh, um, you know, the, the Country Music Awards, <laughs> we were told, was this weekend. But thank goodness it ain't until next week because I'm sure this town would be just absolutely crazy. You know, this is a happening place. I mean, all the NASCAR, um, all their celebrations and everything after the season, that's all going to be here in Nashville. So, yeah, Nashville, this is a place where, <laughs> this is where it's at, man. It's unbelievable how this is growing up around here. Yeah, it's uh... – Place I thought about going to. Obviously, I'm not a uh, country music fan, so but I know there's other music and stuff to do there. So I'd like to get down to the All American 400. I'm sure my wife would enjoy the country music. So uh, place I would like to get down to. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Rockford. We stopped at the uh, antique uh, car show. Um, there's a car place. Well, it's more than cars. It's history. Um, that's there. I put uh, the post out on Facebook on my page. I'll tell you what, if you're in the Rockford area, it's, it's very inexpensive to go in there, and it's 10 times more than what I thought it was going to be uh, just because we were traveling and trying to get uh, situated last night before dark. Uh, my God, there's a lot of deer. And I'll tell you what, there's something else that's going on too. Every exit, every cross play, you know, cross to turn onto the freeway, there is police. And I've never seen this. I mean, we must have seen at least 30 police patrolling all the way down through Illinois. So don't go speeding through Illinois. They are, uh, damn, it's a sting is what it looks like. I've never seen anything in my life. So anybody traveling through Illinois, if you're coming to Nashville, beware. There is police everywhere trying to crack down on speeders and bad drivers. And you know what? <laughs> I think maybe maybe back home they should do that too. There's uh maybe get some people to straighten up on their, their bad driving and start driving decent again. Yeah. I, I've seen a bunch of that over the last few years. In fact, I got so frustrated with it a year or two ago where I was almost run off the road. I was almost, you know, a couple of those instances I could have been killed and, you know, having children and all that's like, you need to take driving seriously. You need, you know, that's a serious thing. 
I saw something where he had his elbows on the rail pointing towards traffic, and then as you go under the bridge, there's two policemen sitting on the on-ramp ready to do a burnout and come down the ramp to come to get you. And he's standing with that gun. And then as you go around the corner, go three miles, also, oh, there's one. So they had three, and there was two of them just waiting for a customer. So unbelievable. I haven't, we all comment, like, watch out. Look at what the police are doing around here. So, yeah, maybe they're going to clean up some bad drivers because there's more and more cars on the highways all the time, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe a good thing. So behave on the highways and you won't have no problem. That's simple, uh, simple right there. Yep. Any other uh, short track racing things you want to talk about or any news related things? No, everything else has been pretty quiet, man. You know, just like it's, it's unfortunate uh, that Nashville is bumping up with Phoenix. Uh, I uh, record everything when I get back next middle of next week and I'll catch up through that and, and uh, we'll see how all the champions go. Um, looks like a good weekend out at Phoenix, man. Weather looks great out there also. So, so yeah, championship weekend, man. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be 80s out there. No chance of precipitation. So, great, uh, great weekend out there. Um, well, with that said, why don't we make our last picks of the season here, buddy? You know what? Even though you beat me, I still got the racing mentality. I'm not going to give up. I'm still going to go down swinging um, and so that I can try to improve on something for next year because, you know, I'm going to want my stake back, buddy, there, So and, and then some. So, yeah, let's do this. All right. So the defending winner for the Camping World Truck Series at Phoenix is Zane Smith. I get to go first for this one. I'm going to pick the guy that I have winning the championship at the beginning of the year. I'm going to go with Corey Heim. Yeah, that's the pick for Phoenix, man. That's going to be the tough one to beat. I'm going to I'm going to grab Hosefer and uh, <laughs> Hosefer, and I'm going to throw that at you. Um, he's performing really well. His average finishes uh, right up there with Heim. So we'll uh, we'll see if uh, Carson Hosefer can win that one. And the defending winner in the Xfinity Series is Ty Gibbs, not in the race uh, this year. You get to go first here, buddy. Man, I got to take the seven car. I've got him left over. Allgaier uh, gets around Phoenix, uh, wants to win a championship. Bad, man. He's hungry. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And I know he runs good there. So we'll throw some Allgaier at you. I debated between two drivers. I'm uh, at the beginning of the year. I had Cole Custer winning the championship. Which surprised me. I thought I had the driver I'm about to pick for Phoenix. I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. So I went with him over Custer. But uh, Custer is my pick champion from the beginning of the year. Yeah, so there's uh, nothing wrong with that pick too. So um, we'll see how it goes. He's got the most wins, performed the best, everything. So he would deserve the championship if he pulls that off. Yep. And the defending winner for the Cup Series is Joey Logano. You get to go first here as well. Hey, you know what? I'll st I'll stay with a Penske car. The guy that's hot right now, he's the hottest. He runs at Phoenix. Hey, man, I told you a couple of weeks ago, don't be surprised if this guy slips in through the back door and wins this championship. I'm going to take you and uh, throw some uh, Blaney at you. Ryan Blaney, and we'll see how that goes uh, there for the cup race. You look good at Marsville, so you never know. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the guy who struggled at Martinsville and barely got into the championship for I'm going to go with 
William Byron, although I will say that I had a second pick here as well, and it's also at the beginning of the year I had the champion being Christopher Bell. I thought about Christopher Bell as well. I'm going to tell you what, these championship four races are very interesting. You could make a case for anyone like you can most years, but this year it just seems closer than normal. I don't know. Maybe I'm paying hey, attention a little more, but it this is tough. Since this is 104, man, you already mentioned Harvick. Let's cheer him on. Last last ride for Harvick. That'd be a good way to go out, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he He's runs got a great cocaine scheme this week, too. Yeah, so that, that's all all ends for him. So I'm sure it probably is going to get a little emotional with him. He's been doing it a long time, and he loves it. But, uh, yeah, he's going to get out of the four car and go up to the booth. But, uh, yeah, good run for him. And I can tell it's already emotional for Rodney Childers, his crew chief, over the last 10 years. Uh, read something from Rodney recently. They interviewed most of his crew chiefs or all of his crew chiefs, um, recently and rodney said you know when i got up with him i had it was either three or four wins and now he has 40 wins so 37 i think it was together rodney's been posting a bunch about this throughout the year and i think it's going to be an emotional week for that whole team yeah so one last ride man but it'd be cool if he could go out and ride off into the sunset with a victory probably not going to happen but you know he used to win phoenix all the time and he knows how to get around her man if he digs deep he might be able to pull it off I agree. Yeah, anything is possible. That's why we race, right? That's why we race, yep. Yep. Well, the uh, Craftsman Truck Series race is on Friday at 9 p.m. Central. The Xfinity, uh, and excuse me, that is on FS1. The Xfinity Series race is Saturday at 6 p.m. Central on USA. And the Cup Series finale is on Sunday at 2 o'clock Central on NBC. Once again, weather's look to be uh, weather looks to be good in the 80s. No chance of rain, so should be a good weekend. Really looking forward to it. Hard to believe that we're already in the uh, beginning of November and at the end of the NASCAR season already. Yeah, nine o'clock on Friday, man. You better take a nap. That's you, huh? Oh, is that me? <laughs> no, sorry, I'll be down at the fairgrounds, man. So that'll keep me going, but uh, I'm sure. I'll find out through the grapevine or whatever is going on. We'll keep it no secret. Whatever happens, I'll pay attention to it. And then uh, I'll, I'll watch it when I get back home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of these. Yeah, I might be going down somewhere on Saturday, so I might have to catch up a little too. But uh, I'll catch up on Sunday if that's the case. I can't, I can't keep any of this a secret for, you know, being on social media and everywhere like that. Try to keep all three series and don't tell me what happens ain't gonna happen so i'm just gonna okay i see what happens look at um look at replays and stuff like that and watch it so i'll take it as it comes so good luck to everybody out there at phoenix absolutely yeah and uh have a great weekend at nashville good luck to everyone down there you know speaking of nashville i was gonna say this too the point lead ty majeski up eight over cold butcher so there's a heck of a point battle this weekend down there for the stars tour as well so yeah, we're gonna work on getting a pit pass, and so I'm gonna be doing some uh, videoing from down there and looking at the cars and see how it goes. Um, I think it's kind of like the same kind of thing as like Pensacola, where you just get down to the pits and look around. So uh, it should be some interesting uh, views from from the from the place that owes me a racetrack from a few years ago. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep, that'll be a good time. We'll have fun uh, this weekend. 
Good luck to everyone down there. Good luck to everyone over at Phoenix. And we'll have our next episode next Thursday. We're going to have Ty Majeski on. So um, we'll see what he has to, to say there. Thanks to Tim with the Corp Racing for all the support. Thanks to everyone else for their support as well. Thanks to you, Mark. And, hey, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you at the track soon. See you soon. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.